Our scripture today can be found on the front of your bulletin or on the screen. We'll be reading Mark chapter 1, verses 28, 21 to 28, the man with an unclean spirit. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Y'all may not know this, but there are many different types of preaching. There is expository preaching. There is literal pastors who will take a, a sermon from every verse in order of Scripture. And some pastors can take one verse and preach an entire sermon on it. That's a different style of preaching. Uh, you have exegetical sermons, you have eisegetical sermons, you, you have sermons that are based in passion and hope and emotions. You have those that are extremely logical. Uh, if you preach from Paul, it's very hard not to preach a logical-based sermon. Today has the grand title of a just-in-case sermon. You know, if you're a parent, you understand what those words mean. Like, Nora Beth is in high school. Nora Kate, just to make, make sure you know I know. Um, I'm praying for Chad diligently right now. Because I remember when my daughter went into high school and all of a sudden, it used to be I'd see my little girl. And then as the days went by, I saw more and more of the woman she was going to be coming out. And all of a sudden, I looked up one day and she was more woman than little girl. That is not an easy time for a parent. For a dad, Chad, beware. It's tough. But there are changes. And so I'm preaching a just-in-case sermon because even a healthy church, which we are, can become unhealthy. So I'm preaching it just in case. Even a church that is full of compassion, that has a great servant's heart and wants to help everyone and anyone, can lose that spirit. So I'm preaching this sermon just in case. And let us pray. Lord, open your word to us today. Grant us the privilege 
of hearing your truth. And keep us on your path, doing your will, accomplishing your purposes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Is there anybody here who likes to fish? When I had to fill out about 50 pages of questions to be considered a candidate for ordination, everything on theology to practice and more and more and more, I ended the entire thing by saying, I love being God's child. I love being a student-appointed pastor, even though there are days where I'd rather be fishing, and I hate fishing. (laughs) Fishing is a lot like golf. Some of you swear up and down it is relaxing. I have seen more temper tantrums and fits thrown on a golf course than I have anywhere. And when it comes to fishing, that is way too much work to be fun. And I'm in good company. You see, Mark Twain, Samuel Clemens, felt the same way. He loved to go fishing. But here's the catch. He loved to go fishing, but he hated to catch fish. Amen, Brother Twain. He went fishing to relax. And actually catching fish ruined his relaxation. He would have to remove the fish and then bait the hook again and then find something to do with the fish and maneuver the boat and all that stuff. But when he would just sit there and do nothing but watch the water and actually relax, people would call him lazy. But if they saw him fishing, they would leave him alone. So Samuel Clemens, Mark Twain, came up with a perfect plan. He would drop his line in the water without a hook. People would say, oh, don't bother him. Can't you see the man is fishing? And they'd leave him alone. And he would not have to mess with any fish because he had no bait and no hook to put it on. Some churches are like that. Casting line and bobber into the water, relaxing on the bank, not bothered by fish or human. Let me put it even more directly. Some churches are sitting on their grace. Jesus encounters an unfruitful fig tree in the Scriptures. And what happens? He commands that tree 
never to produce fruit again. And immediately, the Bible says, that fig tree withered and died. Jesus gave sight to the blind. Jesus gave mobility to the lame. Jesus was curing lepers of a disease that had no cure. A few small loaves of bread and a couple of fish in Jesus' hands was more than enough to feed 5,000 hungry people. People marched in the power of God and insurmountable walls came tumbling down. Armed with the power of God, Moses raised his staff in the air and watched the Red Sea split right in front of him. From heaven. From heaven, Elijah defeated 800 prophets of Baal. In God's power, shepherds got serenaded by angels, and virgins got pregnant, and tombs came up empty. In the gift of prayer, God gives us everything we need to unleash the very power of heaven. Do we believe in God's authority over all things? Over a step-nephew being told he'll never be a hundred percent again. Over a dearly loved child being saying, being told it's a ten on a scale of ten. Do we believe in God's authority? over all things, or are we sitting on our grace? This chapter of Mark gives us a glimpse into a day of Jesus' life. Just one day in his life. As Jesus moved through the day, he came to Peter's mother-in-law, and discovered she was sick. So he healed her. He proclaimed the message of repentance. He did some more healing in the evening. And of course, Jesus cast out an unclean spirit during a worship service. Jesus tells a demon to shut up and to come out from the possessed man. Put a cork in it. Get out. It's time for you to leave. And the man had one more epileptic fit and the unclean spirit left. 
can you imagine what would happen if that occurred during a worship service at Aldersgate? Would it kind of freak you out? Maybe it happened while I was on vacation. Al, when you were preaching, did you raise your hands during the service and yell, demon out at the top of your lungs? Did anybody go running? <laughs> How many people went running? I did that one time. I raised my hands and I said, demon out! And sissy went running for the hills. That never happened, but I bet there's going to be an exorcism on the way home today. <laughs> the Bible quotes Jesus as saying these things and even greater things you will have the power to do in my name. He moved among the people. He taught them. He touched them. He healed them. And he called them to a life of service and ministry. And that was just one day. One day in the life of Jesus. Do we live each day of our lives with that kind of power that we have been given? Or are we sitting on our grace? The verses we hear today are all about Authority. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority. And then he showed the people that even spiritual beings obeyed his every command. And he showed the people he had authority over every illness, over every disease. And eventually, Jesus would show that he even holds all authority over sin and death. I think I've told you before that my favorite service at annual conference is always the ordination service. It's usually two hours, sometimes three hours long. I'll sit for every minute of it. During that service, the bishop lays his hands on the heads of those who are being ordained and consecrated. And he says, take thou authority. I want you to know this. If you are a baptized Christian, it is as if God put the almighty hands upon your head and shouted, Take thou 
authority. We are children of God. We have been granted all authority to move in this world, unleashing the full glory and might of the heavenly kingdom. My prayer for Aldersgate is that we will not ever become a church content to sit on our grace. That we will move in this world every day, casting out demons, whatever that means in our modern times, healing the sick, Comforting the afflicted, raising the dead, forgiving sin, challenging the world with repentance, and changing the world with God's love. Take thou authority. Let our actions speak. Let our actions speak clearly the power of God. Live expecting Jesus to work through us. I have a simple challenge for you. This week, raise some people from the dead, cast out some demons. Command a mulberry tree to throw itself into the sea and be sure to duck when it goes flying by. Heal a sick person or two. Preach repentance and forgiveness. And whatever you do, don't sit on your grace. Amen.